Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Norby. These are the stories of Jane Ellen Wakefield and Ronald Duck Jr. Jane Ellen Hallberg was born on November 19, 1948. She grew up near Minneapolis. In 1966, she enrolled as a freshman at Morningside College in Sioux City, Iowa. While there, she met John Wakefield. John and Jane married in 1967, and Jane transferred to the University of Iowa, where she completed her teaching degree in 1970. In March 1975, Jane filed for a divorce from John. Eventually, she moved into a trailer house in the Bonaire Mobile Park in Iowa City. The divorce proceedings were stuck while they were trying to figure out how to, how to divide two businesses that John and Jane owned, an Iowa City tavern and a billiard parlor. John managed both businesses. Eventually, Jane started to date someone else, and in August, she accepted a teaching job at the Penn Elementary School in North Liberty, Iowa. On Saturday, September 6th, Jane did a cross-country bike ride with some friends. That afternoon at about 2.30, Jane spoke briefly with one of her neighbors, and then she was never seen again. Late that night, the neighbors heard someone yelling or screaming, but it appeared to be coming from a loud party in the trailer park. On Monday morning, Jane didn't show up for work. Her principal, John Sharp, called her home, and when nobody answered, he called the trailer park. The park manager called Jane's boyfriend, and together they went to Jane's trailer. Outside, her bike was locked to the yard light, and her Fiat was parked in the driveway. Inside the trailer, everything seemed normal. It appeared that Jane had just taken a shower and then disappeared. It was suggested that maybe Jane went with a, quote, Jesus people, unquote who had been camping nearby. Jane's friends told law enforcement that Jane wasn't the type of person to up and join a cult. She had a new job, a new boyfriend, and a plan for her life. One of her friends followed the Jesus People group to Huntsville, Arkansas, to see if she was with them. There was no evidence that she had ever been connected to that group. Investigators eventually drained two city lagoons that were near the trailer court that Jane lived in, but no evidence was found. In January 1976, a friend of the primary suspect told the police that someone that he knew admitted to murdering Jane, cremating her body and scattering her ashes in a ditch along I-90 near Iowa City. He said that the individual rented a vehicle that matched Jane's boyfriend's. He drove to Jane's trailer house and choked her with his bare hands. He put her body in the trunk and drove to the same Iowa City apartment that John Wakefield lived in. He then reported that the suspect put a large amount of charcoal into the trash incinerator, lit it, dumped Jane's body inside. Once the fire died down, the suspect swept out the trash incinerator and dumped the ashes along I-80. 
The police did not identify this informant, but they said that he took and passed a lie detector test. The police gave a series of lie detector tests and narrowed the suspect down to one person who refused to take a polygraph because he, quote, questioned the validity of such tests, unquote, which we now know to be uh, true, right, that polygraphs, a narcissist is going to pass a polygraph and a nervous person might not, is that there's, that there's, they lack some, they do lack some validity. Right. So, investigators searched John Wakefield's apartment, trash incinerator at his apartment, the tavern and the billiard parlor that he owned. They seized five vacuum cleaners from these properties. 20 detectives then searched the dishes of I-80 on their hands and knees. The investigators found bone fragments and what appeared to be metal from a tooth filling in the trash incinerator. The lab analysis of these items were inconclusive. It was mid-1970s. Sure. There's just a whole different time. Yep. They might find something now, but... Jane Wakefield was declared legally dead on September 5th, 1982, seven years after she disappeared. Jane would be 72 years old today. She is a Caucasian female with blonde hair and green eyes. She stood five foot two and weighed 112 pounds. She wears gold wire rim glasses and one of her teeth is missing. Her hair was cut short at the time that she disappeared. If you have any information on the disappearance of Jane Ellen Wakefield, contact the Iowa City Police at 319-356-5275. So did they ever name who the suspect was? No. Technically, they did not name who the suspect okay. was. But it wasn't her boyfriend? It was not her boyfriend. Okay. At any point was he ever sure. even... Uh, um, was there any concern about that? Uh, that I mean, it wasn't... It, he is not the one that they were looking at. So um, was the... So the person who refused to take the polygraph test, yes. was that the person who was considered the primary suspect who yes. told the friend? Yes. Okay, okay. And I think that it, it is very interesting. And I think that, you know, in, in so many cases where a couple, where somebody, um, um, one half of a couple is disappears... They always look at the spouse. Right. They always look at the spouse and first. And they should. And they should, mm -hmm. because oftentimes that is a person responsible for their death or disappearance. Yep. They are also the person who, are, who has the most to gain from their death. Mm -hmm. And usually the most contact. The most contact, the most, um, that they have something to gain from their death. Yep. It, it doesn't appear that anybody else had anything to gain from her death. Sure. Um, or disappearance. Uh, other than her spouse uh, mm -hmm. at the time. And so, and that just, as I was doing the story, the there's at least one place it, it referred to businesses as businesses that John Wakefield owned. And it irritated me because, and maybe it's different in other states, but <clears throat> he, uh, he, they graduated at about the same time. He may have been a year or two older than she was, but they graduated at about the same time. They were married. Those businesses belonged to her as much as they did to him because it was their collective earnings, at least, that that was able to purchase and sustain that. <clears throat> so it irritated me. But 
I, uh, this is often the case where somebody doesn't want to, one, split their, their property, or two, uh, share custody of their children. Yeah. And do they suspect that it was John? Uh, there was there no place that said that, but um, every odd. every because because there's you because any accusations could be a liability to right. to anybody that says it. There is without a body, they can't you know. There is no crime, so they uh, are care were careful in what they said and never identified the primary suspect. Yeah, well, and it's just weird that the friend said, you know. This person rented a vehicle just like John's. They no, went to they the just same... like the just like the actually Jane's boyfriend. Oh, Jane's boyfriend. But they okay. parked the vehicle at, at John Wakefield's gotcha. okay. apartment. Okay. And so you can infer whatever you want to infer, yeah. but it it in cases like this, they always look to the spouse. Right. And it male or female. If if the homicide victim was male or female, or the person missing. They always look to the spouse because they have the most to gain or lose um, right. from their disappearance. And, um, but there just isn't enough information, and certainly wasn't enough information in 1975 uh, when, this, when this occurred. Right. Um, I'm curious, though. And, and then, so let's say <clears throat> that this information, this, this, these fragments, what appeared to be bone fragments, went to the lab and uh, were analyzed. Um, what happens to those fragments after they're analyzed? Were well, they destroyed? Yeah. Were they destroyed after they were analyzed at that point? Because then that would be the only um, the only potential evidence that they would that they would have. And I just don't know how they do that. I don't know at some point. You can't probably keep everything you ever analyze. Well, and really, if it was bone fragments, all that it would tell them is if it was her. Like, the, there wouldn't be evidence as far as how she died, who killed her. However, you know, it fingerprints would, in the car. At this if point. it was her, if it was her, if it was hers, if they could prove that, then that proves that she was burned in the incinerator. Right. At and, that apartment building. At that apartment building. Yeah. And that is, and that would be enough to then charge somebody who now, uh, what he would be in, in his 70s, right. um, later 70s, and, um, but just to, to reanalyze that physical data, and um, I just want to, you know, those, those officers that, that search the ditches on their hands and knees looking for Bone fragments. Bone fragments. Ashes. I can't uh, even imagine. That is... <clears throat> but they... 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 Probably felt they knew who was responsible for her death. And just wanted that... And wanted to get him. Yeah. Because... Right. Yeah. And... The friends... Her... Jane's friends... <clears throat> felt that the divorce happened because Jane wanted to have children and he didn't. Mm -hmm. And 
it's just, it's just a shame. Yeah. Well, and a lot of time had passed too since, so she was last seen in September. The informant mm -hmm. reported in January. Yep. You know. <clears throat> and especially right. back then, where's where's the evidence now? Well, you know, it, it's Iowa. It's Iowa. There's a lot of wind. Um, and snow. And snow at that time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it could have, the the um, the ashes, you just cut a hole in the bag, leave the, leave the you know, you just let it, let the wind take it and yeah. it's gone. It's gone. And you couldn't, it's never to be found again. It's just, it's scary and it's really sad. Somebody's gotten away with murder and... And went on to live the rest of their, their life. life. Yeah. They, they personally benefited from it. And, well, and I guess maybe in larger cities, but the idea of a trash incinerator is scary. I, 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 I don't really know exactly what that would be. The only thing that I have that would be even similar as an idea is just a burning barrel. But that's... Well, and that anybody just has access to it. And anybody has access to it, and they, you, you can... Scary. Uh, it's, it's a little scary. Yeah. However, um, it's... Uh, th they're not com as common, I would say. Right. I would hope that we can't just... We don't just burn our trash when we... Right. And, right. But you would think that... She wasn't a very big person. She only weighed 112 pounds. But you would think that the smell of burning trash was different than the smell of a burning body. I mean, I don't know that many of us would even be know what that smells like. However, it would be distinct. You would think so. You would think so. I mean, unless the trash compactor was full of trash or, you know, like even there was then, more trash than a person. A person, I guess. I don't even, I don't even know. Uh, yeah. But I, you would think it would be distinct. But And even... I don't know. It's just, but without about, it doesn't matter at this point unless something specific was found um, that could be proven with DNA. Without a body or an eyewitness, um, he's gone away with murder. He will get away with murder. And he has. In 1995, 21-year-old Ronald Duck Jr. was serving as a Navy third-class electronics technician. He was married and ex was expecting their first child. Ronald and his wife lived in Mississippi, but in February 1995, he was scheduled to board the USS Stephen Groves in Pascagoula, Alabama. The weekend before he was supposed to board the ship, he went home to Mississippi to spend time with his family. He told them that he was afraid to go back to Alabama. He said that there was another sailor who had been threatening him. Apparently, Ronald was coaxed into buying drugs from someone that turned out to be an undercover naval intelligence officer. He went on to testify against another sailor in relation to the drugs, and that sailor was given a less than honorable discharge. On February 14, 1995, Ronald spent the evening playing pool at the Billiards Club in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, about 30 minutes away from Pascagoula. At 3.30 a.m., he and another sailor made their way back to their ship. This would be the last time that Ronald was seen. 
Investigators say that Ronald was in the car with another sailor when they passed through the first security check at the guard gate about 50 yards away from the ship. He apparently got out of the car to talk to someone after passing through the first gate and then was not seen in the car at the second guard gate. The Navy reported Ronald missing the next day when he failed to show up for duty on the USS Stephen Groves. Authorities found his maroon truck in the Naval Station parking lot. They found mud on the floorboards, his bar of ivory soap that he brought for his time out at sea, and a carton of cigarettes. He wouldn't have left these items behind. He also had a check for $40 with him for spending money that is missing and never cleared the bank. Ronald was listed as absent without leave when he failed to show up for duty after 30 days. He was eventually classified as a missing person. For three months after he disappeared, his family made the drive from Alabama to Mississippi to post flyers and search for Ronald. His mother tracked down the other sailors she believed were involved in his disappearance, but no one would admit to knowing anything. Ronald's wife gave birth to their first child, a daughter, six weeks after he disappeared. She would be in her 20s now. His mother has since passed away, but she spent most of her life tracking down leads that would hopefully lead to Ronald. His father believes that he was murdered and his body dumped in a swamp. He is missing under suspicious circumstances. Ronald's family believes he was met with foul play. His case remains unsolved and there have been no suspects named, named or arrests made in his case. Ronald Duck Jr. was last seen in Pascagoula, Mississippi in February 1995. He was 21 years old when he went missing. He would be 47 today. He is described as Caucasian, 5'9 to 5'11, and 170 pounds. He has brown hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a blue-gray shirt, a red and black or brown plaid flannel jacket, light blue jeans, brown leather ankle boots, and possibly a gold puzzle ring. He may have been carrying a silver Zippo lighter engraved with, quote, Ronnie, best friends, Scott, unquote. He has a tattoo of the cartoon character Darkwing Duck on his left on the left side of his chest and a colored dragon on his left thigh. He has a surgical scar on the center of his chest from childhood open heart surgery and a scar down the front of his left leg. He smoked menthol cigarettes in 1995 and his favorite brand was Newport. His nickname is Ronnie. If you have any information about the disappearance of Ronald Duck Jr., please call the Naval Criminal Investigations Service Headquarters at 202-433-9225. So he, so he actually bought drugs. He, he bought drugs and then he um, uh, testified against the person who talked him into it or I'm not sure that that part wasn't very clear. Mm -hmm. I couldn't I couldn't find exactly what went down, mm -hmm. but it sounds like he was coaxed into buying drugs. It must have been for somebody else. Okay. I'm assuming because then he went on to testify against this person. Naval officer or naval naval one of his sailors. Right. His fellow sailors. So it's not very clear exactly because it it doesn't sound like Ronald got in trouble. Okay. This other sailor got in trouble. And was dishonorably discharged or whatever. Which is a big deal. Which is a big deal. You lose all of your benefits. You lose 
I mean, everything. Right. As far you know, what you've worked for right. in the, in the military. Earned. Yeah. Right. And, um, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't find a specific as far as what actually went down. Sure. But, but he didn't get in trouble and the other person lost their job. And, and I would say that, um, you, you know, now we're so connected. <clears throat> we can follow each other. We can, um, you know, there's so many ways to keep track of one another. Uh, not so many ways in 1995. However, um, he went missing from one guard gate to the next. And it's not clear how far that is. They said, I thought you said it was like 50 yards. 50 yards. So I'm not sure, like, in between there. Mm -hmm. Is it just like you go through one guard gate and then you're right there in the next one? Well, or is I think there like a, within, a, within, a, within a pretty short distance so that you don't have access to, you right. can't get close to the ship. How, so, so he went missing while on military property. Yeah. Yep. And, but we've had a couple of cases where... <clears throat> Um, people have, have disappeared while on military property. Yeah. And wound up dead on military property. Um, and I feel like there's that's a so failure surprising to me. Somewhere in the system yeah. that, 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 but because I'm sure that they have their own pol police force, mm -hmm. um, military yeah. police, mm -hmm. um, that that all that stuff is handled internally. Yeah. And that's not the way it should be. I mean, just like I don't think that um, the law enforcement should investigate when law enforcement has made a mistake. There right. should be an outside investigation mm -hmm. so that there's... Um, that no collusion. There's no collusion, that there, that, um, that the very best job... Because you can't, you can't... When you are part of a family... You can't effectively investigate your no, own. You're I don't completely think biased. You absolutely are biased. And your employer is your boss. Your employer is your is not only your boss, but um, has control of at that point your future employment. You don't you don't get to be you don't get to disagree. Um right. So this is another another military person who went missing while on base. Well, and I didn't, I don't, I don't remember seeing anywhere that. So they saw him in the first security check at the guard gate. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a person that saw him, if that was a video that saw him. I'm not sure if those are manned 24 hours. I would, I would but suspect then they are. In between there, nobody saw him. Like, the, he just vanished in between? But I would say that, so for, like, example, I, I think that the first, like, the first gate, uh, you would go in, and and you might park your vehicles there. Sure. Or, or um, they would be, they might be leaving with all of their stuff. Right. So there would be a, a gap in there mm -hmm. um, where you would drop, you know, drop off somebody, drop off their stuff, and they would go on into the next next um, security check. But regardless, after that first security check, that he was on he was on military property. Yeah. And he went missing. And nothing in what you said said that there was there was a 
deep and serious investigation into why he went missing. Not that I could find. Not that I could find. Which, you know, it just makes you wonder, well, was this I, one I, of their own? And, and isn't that stereotypical? Mm. We don't know. Well, uh, but, you know. But, and there is, there is, you know, there's, there's something about... Um, there's 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 something about that, if you will, brotherhood mm-hmm. or sisterhood. Yep. Um, they but you don't tell. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't rat somebody else out. You don't. You know there's that <clears throat> kind of protectivism, but also. Um, they, <clears throat> it could have appeared that maybe he wasn't trustworthy to other. Right. Because there's never just one. There's never just right. one bad egg. Well, and if the, the person that had threatened him was given an, a dishonorable, dis, or less than honorable discharge, I don't know if that happened right away, or if he was still a part of this ship at the time that Ronald went missing. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was... Where he was in right. that process. Right, I'm not sure. But, however, there's but, always, you have, you don't... We don't there would have been back. others. Well, there's, there's others. There's yep. others that were benefiting from that mm-hmm. and uh, who, who may have suffered because that person was dishonorably discharged. Yep. And um, 21 years old. Yeah. And I couldn't find any specifics, but it did talk that he was, he was planning on leaving. Um, the military? The military. Um, for health reasons, it didn't go into any details or of when or if this was going to be his last. Or his first or his only, because he's only 21. He's only 21, yeah. Um, but also there's, um, that experience might have been difficult. Mm-hmm. And um, because the consequences of it, you know, he could have been, he could have been threatened beforehand right. in some way. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. have distractions because honestly these cases are so difficult they are difficult well i have i have a great i have a great distraction for you good katie and it's your you couldn't guess it Mm. in a million years i want to tell you about unusual christmas trees i was gonna say no you were not not gonna say i was gonna say something about christmas (laughs) So I, because um, it's we're, it's it's the first of December. It's yeah. just very beginning of December, and right around here in <clears throat> northern Minnesota, it's we don't have a lot of snow, mm-hmm. which is unusual for mm-hmm. this time of the year. Uh, it's a little gray. Uh, we're in a pandemic, and so people have been putting up their Christmas lights, and they were doing it before Thanksgiving. Frankly, some had them up on, in October, but we're, we're doing our best to 
sprinkle a little joy all around. We put our Christmas tree up a week early, a week because, before Thanksgiving. Because yep. y- you needed to. Because why not? Why not? <laughs> because it's it's 2020 and there yep. are no rules. Yep. Because every rule has been broken. It I mean, that we have. So, mm-hmm. so I want to tell you about some unusual Christmas trees. Yep. And I think that how you celebrate the holidays is a personal choice. And this is a great place to be creative. So, this is what I found. <laughs> okay. Um, gold pillows stacked. I think it was around a pole. Big old pile of gold mm-hmm. pillows stacked up and making a triangle-shaped but, how do you, but then you can't hang ornaments. Well, I didn't say you could hang ornaments. Oh. <laughs> Though this one had one. It was a, a camera tripod with the camera on it. Lights wrapped around and oh. ornaments were hung. Oh, Not cool. many, but um, I've seen this in a variety of ways, but a uh, Christmas tree of books. Mm. Yep. Which is great. I love it. Yeah, and I, some of these, so they went where they were they were closed and stacked around, you know, oh, I like into that. a into a triangle, or somewhere they were the books were open, laid open, so that they naturally make a triangle. Yes. Um. So there was a couple of ways. Oh, for pretty. This is not as wholesome, but tasty. <laughs> um, Heineken bottles. Hmm. They're all green. Well. Yeah. I mean, you have to be committed to Heineken for I, that many bottles. Right. Either to drink them or to eventually drink them because, <sighs> and then, I, I, you can't have a pet. You can't have a child. Frankly, you can't have a drunk brother-in-law. <laughs> you can't even walk past it. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it is literally an accident waiting to happen. It is just waiting. Somebody to, somebody to close the door a little too hard. Yep. This, this, however, this one would not, you, you could have, you could have as many drunk relatives as you wanted. <laughs> These are just green, uh, uh, egg cartons painted green. Oh. It, it wasn't very attractive. No, I wouldn't imagine. No. That's a lot of eggs. And honestly. I mean, I am an egg person. But I, honestly. That's a lot of eggs. Uh, so the, the next one was paper. Hmm. So there's, I saw several different versions of this. There was paper that was on a on a on a big old stick, and the paper was it was it looked like it had been antiqued a little bit, and it was curled at the bottom a little bit. Oh, that's it, pretty. And it and it went in and around, and it was it was quite lovely. Um, there's also one that was um, post-its mm-hmm. in the shape of a tree. Oh, just stuck to the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, there was one that was. Uh, it looked like wrapping paper rolled in in the shape of a roll a different so so the widest the bottom and the narrowest the top sure so it looked like a again on a wall mm. so I mean there were several different sure. versions um, there's also a broccoli tree oh. you couldn't keep that tree around very long no that sucker will like turn on you days. and it will not be good Ugh. Um, then you would need to have a tree made of the scoop part of plastic spoons. Oh. Then painted. Yeah, sure. There was a, a Christmas tree made of tractor tires outside. Oh, I was going to say, holy moly. <laughs> Out, outside, stacked one on top of the other, and oh. smaller tires as it went up, and okay. there were lights around it, so that was... Sure. There was a Christmas tree made out of Mountain Dew cans. This mm-hmm. just sounds like, this is college... Uh, you have six roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, these these Mountain Dew cans were ones you already had. <laughs> yeah. 
That's like a frat house. Yeah, 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 not good. This one was made out of PVC pipes that were cut, and so so when you looked at it, it was against a like a wall, mm-hmm. or it wouldn't have to be, but the um, you saw the circles, so it was in the shape of a tree. So the the, the PVC pipes were cut in like like one inch. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. Wide, wide, deep, deep, one inch, long, 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 and then and there were a variety of sizes in it, and then they would be glued together, or sure. something. Again, that'd you could, be cute. Could hang ornaments on it, but it would be a. You could put little things in them. You you could you yeah. could, um, in the holes because you could holes, have all yeah. kinds of shapes. That'd be cute. Um, so they were white circles of different sizes. I saw a tree made out of coffee beans. Mm. It was a small tree. Like what? Just a mountain? <laughs> well, it looked like it was maybe on a on a you know those green styrofoam. Oh, like glued something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, it's better I, than macaroni, I suppose. Well, it smells better. It. Yeah, but you could eventually eat the macaroni. I mean, I you could a little glue, yeah, a little just glue. scratch it off. Uh, this one, this was this was actually very pretty. It was um, it was decorations. A variety of decorations um, that were hung on a wall in the shape of a tree. Mm. There, there were several different versions of this. Some had used also used sticks to give an idea or some shape and branches of a tree. The idea of that, sure. and then um, others were just literally a tree shape with uh, filled with not not your typical ornaments, but red and white and. Other things, and so it just filled in the That's space. That's cool. So that it was, it was very interesting. And this is the last one, and this is actually from my own family. Mm. Um, we one year, so I grew up in the plains of South Dakota, and um, I grew up equally in um, on one side of the state as I did on the other side of the state. Sure. So on the east side of the state is plains and prairie. On the west side of South Dakota, I, I grew up in the Black Hills. So, but on the east side of the state, pine trees are hard to come by. Sure, they're not. They don't just grow naturally like they do on the west side. So, um, uh, my family, I have family near the Sioux Falls area, and this this one year we had a, a tree that was a um, tumbleweed. That was, a, it was a ten foot tall tumbleweed. Aren't they brown though? They're brown. <laughs> They're brown, and and this one was really fat. It was, it was bigger than any tree we ever purchased, <laughs> ever. But so so the tree is brown, um, and but sure. however it did handle. I mean, there were lights on it, and there were. I mean, it's asking. That's a fire looking for. I'm literally God. looking for a place to happen because they also call it fireweed. Oh because, sure, because it's so dry. Because it's so dry, and um, but for some reason. In our area, we had this tumbleweed that was like ten feet tall. Oh my god! And I gosh. swear, I swear, it was eight feet wide. But so it's the only year that we did that, uh, probably because it was a really it was a bad idea to have lights on it because it's so dry. But anyway, those are my unusual Christmas trees. Those are good. Those are good. All good options. They're just and and some of them are all affordable. Yes. Recycling. I mean. Mountain Dew cans, you can... Beer cans. Or, I mean, you want green cans, ideally. I suppose. So my distraction are weird, random facts 
I have no clue if these are real. Oh, so you haven't you haven't vetted them? No, but they were on Pinterest. And so, so they got to be true. They've got to be true. So I mean, they the, just have to be. It was on the internet. It's got to be <laughs> on true. On the interwebs. On the interweb. Ironically, if a cockroach touches a human, it runs to safety and cleans itself. <laughs> I hope they that's don't know. true. <laughs> they don't know. Crap. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> the mama and the papa cockroaches yeah. oh, are gosh. yelling oh, at the gosh. kids. <laughs> uh, cats decided to live with humans on their own and domesticated themselves. Honestly. I believe it. I believe it. Because some of them aren't domesticated. Oh, goodness. Some women, and only women, are born with four color receptor cells in their eyes and can see a hundred million colors. Men can never have that ability. A typical human has three color receptors and can only see one million colors. Winning. I feel like I have that. I feel like I do. I can see a lot of colors. I have no idea. I can see I can see a bunch of colors all the time, but Well, and how do you know that? I don't know. And who's counting? Well, uh, yeah. Again, these aren't I, I don't know that I want to have that many colors. Well, I feel like it would be a little overwhelming. It would be a little overwhelming. Yeah. Trying to pick out what you're going to wear. Ooh, oh, yeah. my God. Is this green? Is this light green? Is, is this, this yellow blue? green? Is this black? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, to burn off 200 calories, you could chew gum for 18 hours, apply lip balm 1,500 times, or sing a song 23 times. I mean, again, who knows who's actually doing this? I'm going to sing. <laughs> 23 times. 23 times the yeah. same song. Loudly. This is the song that never ends. Yeah. <laughs> if you do a little dance, you might not have to say it so many times. Right. Because somebody's going to kill you. Somebody will kill Well, that's After the fourth the or fifth time, the, the defending your life would, would actually burn some calories, <laughs> would, too. So would. As long as you don't get killed. <laughs> a grasshopper mouse from the... Sonoran des- Desert, I'm not really sure if I said that right, is immune to scorpion venom and howls at the moon, getting the nickname Werewolf Mouse. I just have to show you a picture because it's adorable. Oh. My. God. He literally looks like a little coyote. A little, he, a little coyote with a uh, kangaroo, his little legs kind of are like kangaroo legs a yeah. little bit. They, right now, as you're looking at it, they're sticking out. It's <laughs> so cute. Not Probably if you mean. ran across it. No. Probably mean. I mean, what is he? A vampire? Was he a vampire? A what? werewolf mouse. What was the first name? Is what his real name is? A grasshopper mouse. Oh, grasshopper mouse. There's some grasshoppers in the desert. <laughs> grasshopper mouse. Werewolf mouse is much more threatening. Well, he looks scary. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> well, yeah. What does it sound like? <laughs> and who can hear it? <laughs> and who can hear it? And who's out there listening? And you weirdo, get a job. <laughs> Giraffes are the only animals in the world who don't yawn. I didn't know that. But they beat, and probably the only only animals that beat each other with their necks. Right. And somebody's really listened to every every other animal yawn. Well, I, I suppose there's a job someone needs. To somebody do. does not needs to check that <laughs> grasshopper mouse and see if it actually yawns too. <laughs> cats don't meow to communicate with other cats. They meow to communicate with humans. Yep. And I have a very vocal cat named Albert. Albert, um, Albert tells me um, he will. We play Marco Polo with his little stuffed uh, teddy bear, 
and he will put it in his mouth and he will call for me and and I have to call him exuberantly sure so that he will know to bring the masticated chewed up gross bear and drop it at my feet sure. and then I will praise him and and then he will then take the mouse the the bear the the stuffy and he will take it back downstairs and do it again sure and again. But you have to do it the right way. You have to be exuberant when you say, oh, good yeah. daddy, oh, you're such a good Because if you're not, and, and you have to meow back enthusiastically, sure. or otherwise somebody, and I'm not sure who, poops in your shoe. Sure. Someone will get hurt. Somebody will get hurt. Yes. Or poop in their shoe. According to National Geographic, redheads might become extinct by the year 2060. They're all my cousins. So I hope not. Well, I hope not. If humans started traveling underground through the earth, it would take only 42 minutes to go from one place to another anywhere in the world. Bullshit. Well. Bullshit because you can't. You're not crossing as much surface area. So if I wanted to go. So right now we're in International Falls. And I wanted to go to, let's say, Minneapolis, mm-hmm. which is four hours away. Is that? Probably five, about four or five. Four or five hours away. The distance from here to there is the same. Right. But you wouldn't be crossing as much surface area. You wouldn't be going on turns and hills and corners. Well, you going and direct. you saying that a straight line. I, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Again. I, I think that you should maybe have vetted these before you... <gasps> Maybe. Before you you announce them on an international podcast, maybe <laughs> someone else can look it up. <laughs> and if you don't agree with us, please write in. Tell us why you don't agree and, and list your sources if you don't mind. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> it takes almost three years for a pineapple to grow. Oh my God! I have eaten those too fast. I had no idea. I, I didn't know that there was that much work. Well, three years. That's what it says. Again. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, we have, we, you know, I'm not a pineapple hog. I don't overeat pineapple, so I'm glad for that. Um, but I'm going to eat it much slower from now <laughs> on. We need to appreciate it. We need to appreciate more. it more. Yeah. Japan has a network of roads that play music as you drive over them at the correct speed. That would be fun. No, that, that's a waste of money because it also it's probably it's probably some damn annoying song that you're going to listen to, for what one hundred and eighty miles. Well, I suppose. And also, I want to listen to what I want to, and yeah. I want to. I need a tune I can sing to. Well, and, and I wonder, like, if you go faster, does it sound like the chipmunks are singing it? And if you go in reverse, does do evils? Ooh. You know what does happens? It open a portal somewhere. You know what? It probably sounds like when you get on the rumble strip. Yep. <laughs> or some obnoxious rock song from the 90s. Probably. Um, Probably. Yeah. The Apollo 11 astronauts have a moon on the Hollywood Walk of Fame instead of a star. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I hope that's true. I hope it's true. Well, there's a picture, whether it's okay. a real picture. Okay. Know. That's good enough for me. And you did find it on Pinterest, so I mean. It's obviously true. Dogs are able to see their own farts. Maybe no. that's why they get scared. What? Because there's a cloud of smoke. There's a puff of 
something that goes by them. I don't know. Do dogs get scared? I mean, well, my dog did. Got scared of it. Startled her. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if that's common or not, but. Well, if they came out and they could come out with a big ugly face, they could match. They could be making a face to equate the odor. Yes. Yes. And so that could be scary. It could be. Can they see people's farts? I don't know. Hmm. I'll look up that fact, too. If Bill Gates spends $1 million a day, it would take him 218 years to go broke. Bill, if you need some help with that, yeah. you just give me a call. You just I mean, I'll do what I can. Yep. I could use more craft supplies. <laughs> Uh, there are red bananas that taste sweet, creamy, and a little bit like raspberries. I want some of them. Know, they sound good. Uh, That's kind of like, I suppose we only eat like one type of banana. Or, you know, that, that, that a banana that can, tra- can travel very mm-hmm. easily, doesn't get bruised easily. It's kind of like avocados. There's, yeah. While there's a lot of different avocados, there's really one yeah that that has that's a good size that travels well that has a a shelf life of a certain amount of time can you imagine where you if you lived in a place where you could just pluck a banana off a tree it'd be amazing it'd be amazing just a couple more crocodiles alligators and flounders have no finite lifespan but continue to live forever unless affected by their environment that's scary this is the last one. In 2012, French beekeepers could not solve the mystery of the blue and green colored honey in their beehives until they discovered that the bees were visiting a local M&M factory. What? And it was making blue and green honey. What were they sucking on? Well, they say that it, whatever kind of flowers... But they don't make the M&Ms out of flowers. <laughs> I don't know. Sugar? The syrup, maybe? Where, isn't that... That should be containerized. Well, I don't want any bees getting in my you M&Ms. Think, you would think. Well, and there was a... Uh, there I saw a picture of a the inside of a beehive, a, a wooden beehive that, you know... Uh, but they forgot to put the inserts in it where the bees then... Um, oh. Organize their their the wax and their honey onto these um, inserts, and the bees made their own. And it looked like basically it looked kind of like a heart that was open on the sides, which allowed for ventilation. And so wow. it was so it was this kind of this incredibly interesting organic form that they had created. And um, yeah, well that. It would be very interesting it to see be. green honey. It would be. And um, does it taste like M and M's? I don't know. And <laughs> also, I blue M and M's. I don't like blue M and M's. No. Because they're blue. They're fake. They're fake M and M's. Right. And I mean, if they tasted like, I, I've never tasted a fake blueberry flavor that tasted good. No. No. Mm-mm. And it's just not natural. No. So, so with that, um, I'm. Boycotting blue. Good times. Good times. (laughs) Well, thank you, Katie. (laughs) We'll do it again next week.